Hey guys, just a quick note before we get started. My guest this week is retired Major League umpire Dale Scott, and he was a delight. And I realize me claiming that I enjoyed spending time with an umpire is usually a signal that I'm being held hostage, but it's true. Dale Scott's awesome. We talked a lot, to the point where I realized this one really needs to be a two-parter. So this first part is going to be mostly about his coming out story, and the second part next week will be about stuff he dealt with on the field during his career. I think you'll really enjoy this, so hit the twib music, here we go. The week of pitchers and catchers reporting to Florida and Arizona and all the scariness that might entail. But I got to ask you, is is the itch still there when this time of year arrives? Well, um, yes and no. The S part is spring training was so much fun. Uh, I love spring training. I don't know an umpire that does not like spring training. You have uh, your year in one, you know, venue basically for three to four weeks. You're not traveling around every, you know, every three days, two days. you have a, the vast majority of your games are, are day games. So you have the evenings off for, you know, like real dinners and going out and, and you know, uh, I always went to Arizona and, uh, you know, uh, March in Arizona is fantastic. I mean, the weather is, is, is unbelievable. You, you are with a bunch of other umpires that, you know, during the season, you never see guys because everybody's working in different towns. You might cross every once in a while or, or that kind of thing. But basically it's just you and your crew, which is, which is fine. But, in spring training, there's a bunch of guys down there and, 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 you know, that you can uh, uh, hang out with, go to dinner with whatever and see, have some laughs with uh, the games aren't that um, pressure packed, as they say, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a little depressing when you're, uh, you know, a 20 some year veteran working uh, at the plate and uh, about the fifth, sixth inning, uh, suddenly uh, everybody leaves uh, from both dugouts and all the, uh, all the players that you're working for the next three or four innings have numbers that start with eight. <laughs> um, and, and, and you, and, uh, you have no idea who they are. And plus the game's been going long and you're thinking, well, you know, when the, when the, when the starters and the stars leave after the fifth inning, I think the, uh, the, the veteran umpire should leave and they can bring in the triple A guys <laughs> and they can work the rest of the, you know, uh, but anyway, I, I miss spring training cause it is such a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, that in the bigger picture, um, I, I, I don't really, I, you know, when I re- I retired early, um, because of concussions and, and, and I, I went out a couple of years before I had planned that being said, I, I was ready to go. Um, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it was a long career. There's so much travel. Um, uh, you know, it, it, I remember before the 2017 season, uh, which ended up being my last, but I, I didn't know that at, at the, at that time, but I, I remember uh, telling Mike uh, a few weeks before I was going to leave for spring training, I said, you know, I'm having a tough time this year getting getting up for this you know it, it was it was it was kind of my my body and my mind kind of saying that you know you're yeah you're tired you know you've been doing this a long time and and you know what's coming up as you go into the season you're you know it's a new season and like i said spring training is a great way to start it off just because all the all the things that i had listed and, and that kind of stuff but you also know it's a marathon and october is a long long way away and there's a lot of uh, a lot of flights and a lot of running for flights and a lot of rain delays a lot of bean balls a lot of sweat and a lot of the, uh, you know, rain delays or whatever. There's a ton of stuff between now and October uh, is a marathon, not a, a sprint. And and after doing it year after year, after year, after year, um, you know, you're just going, man, it'd be kind of nice to, to be home. You know, um, I've got to say, you know, I got hurt in April of 2017. Hmm. And as I was recovering, I, you know, talked to some specialists. I talked to Mike, I talked to uh, some other people and I, you know, made the decision not to come back on the field because once I was, uh, through the, the concussion uh, protocol and, uh, and the physical therapy for the uh, whiplash, obviously I, you know, uh, and, and I've done this before. I'd had concussions before, but this time was a little different. I just, my, you know, everything was pointing toward, you know what, maybe it's time to shut her down. And so I finally made that decision and, and, and worked it out with the league and, and June 1st signed the papers and all that stuff. And it was a, it was so liberating uh, in, in so many ways. That was, that was uh, the summer of 2017, which was the first summer that I had off um, since 1980. Uh, the first summer that I had not been involved with baseball, because 81 is when I started in the Northwest League and, and, and you know, away I went. 
and uh, now trust me, I'm not complaining. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I, it was a wonderful career. I, I, I wouldn't take anything back. Um, and I was a very lucky person to be able to, to live that life. But that summer uh, of 2017, uh, the first time since 1980 that I was back in the Northwest uh, enjoying what is our best uh, season, you know, the best time of year here in uh, the Portland Northwest area. And I was like a kid, uh, uh, you know, way back when you had summer vacation. I mean, it was it was almost like I was experiencing summer for the first time again. Instead of uh, sweating my balls off in the, in St. Louis somewhere uh, in July, <laughs> I was uh, at a nice uh, river up uh, up uh, you know up uh, in uh, in the uh, Mount Hood Forest or something. So it, it was just uh, it was it was just a really almost magical time for me to to experience that. But um, so do I get the itch? No, I, I do a little bit for spring training. In fact, usually with, uh, when there's no pandemic. Uh, last uh, couple of years before 2020, um, I went to Phoenix for a few days, saw some of the guys, you know, had some fun dinners and, and that kind of stuff uh, uh, to say hello. But and I'll do that again once we're able to do that. But um, but uh, missing a season and all the travel and all the uh, all the all the other stuff, uh, you know, I had my I had my run. It was a great one. But it's uh, it's time for the uh, it's time for the young bucks to come out and, uh, have, you know, start their runs. And uh, I'll sit back and uh, go to my next chapter, you know. Yeah, realizing you don't have to spend a summer in St. Louis is the very definition of a magical time. <laughs> yeah, spoken by a true Cub fan. <laughs> Absolutely, I've got to get one in every episode. It's, it's my motif, I guess, as a podcast. Well, you know, you know, the thing is, is that I am not. I, 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 I run hot anyway. I am a sweater. I am not. I hate humidity. I hate, you know. I mean, and and you know, in the middle of summer when you're in, you know, Baltimore and Atlanta and and, and you know, Florida now they're. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're covered stadiums, but Miami wasn't. And uh, St. Louis and Kansas City. And, you know, and, and, I mean, man, it, it takes a lot out of you, boy, when you, you just are drenched. You're, I mean, I, I remember walking off the field a few times after working the plate that every every uh, part of my uniform, it was everything was 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 drenched. I mean, the ball bag, I couldn't keep the balls uh, dry toward the last few innings of the, of, of the game because my ball bag was seeping with with sweat you know i mean and i'd have the ball boy you know come out a lot more and and that kind of stuff so i mean it was uh i don't miss that at all you're turning every pitcher into gaylord perry at that point that's that's awesome exactly i have to throw myself out because i'm the one doctor (laughs) if only i'm sure you're thinking at that point too you know chicago gets hot enough during the summer like we have our beastly days and there are days where it is just a nightmare at wrigley field but I remember I went to Kansas City for the first time on a baseball trip uh, about three or four years ago in, I think, late July. And I remember the feeling of walking into Kauffman Stadium where it felt like in the sun, like the sun enough was going to burn the T-shirt off of my back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just a fan. And I could at least go sit back in the shade. And you, right. there is no opportunity for um, umpires to get out of that. And that's, well, you know, why and- those. I, I mean, before um, before uh, Kansas City went to natural turf, you know, they had the, oh, God, the artificial yeah. turf and they just have the little cutouts for the bases and the plate. Um, you, lit, you, you almost were you almost were better off working the plate because mm-hmm. even though you had that gear on, you're standing on dirt mm-hmm. because uh, when you had the bases and you were on the on the artificial turf, that is one hundred and forty degrees or whatever the heck it is. Um, you could feel the heat coming through your shoes. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was stifling. I, there was only, there was only two times that I, that I literally almost passed out of heat uh, during a game. Mm-hmm. And um, one was in Kansas city and, and believe it or not, one was in Fenway. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a day plate game uh, like in July, I think, or something, but there was zero breeze and it was stifling. The humidity was stifling and it was, it just, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, you, you learn and you prepare if, if you, Especially if you have the plate in a, in a, in a you know a, a, a heat waves going on wherever you're at, you know you're 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 drinking liquids. I mean the night before you're you're stocking up. You know I mean you're 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 preparing your body for that next day. Especially if you have a, a day game the next day, um, and then you know and then during the game and the trainers are great. You know they're they're keeping an eye out on you. And both the Boston and and Kansas City stories I'm telling you about when I almost went down. Um, uh, you know, they're coming out with the, the, I've never, if you've ever done an ammonia towel where they you know, soaked in ice and ammonia and water mix, I don't know what the ratio is or whatever, but the, those things are magic. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the trainer would come out and put it over my neck. You know, I take my hat on, just put it over my neck and, and, and head. And it, it seemed like it just pulled, 
the heat out of you, or uh, you know, at, le at least temporarily, or for you know, sets you up for at least a few minutes afterwards to you know feel you know not too bad. But it, and and of course the uh, the ammonia uh, smell was like a little uh, you know, <laughs> smelling salts for you, you know, which was uh, uh, actually delightful uh, at that time. But they, I mean, that, they they both those games. There was at one point I thought. I don't, you know, about third, fourth, maybe fifth inning, I, you know, I thought, I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, if I can uh, stay up and the trainers were great and, and just uh, kept monitoring me and I got through it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, and conversely, uh, uh, you know, uh, some games in Chicago, I remember one time on Southside, I, I had everything in my trunk on layer after layer, after layer, after layer, <laughs> after layer. And it was bone chilling cold you know mm -hmm. and you're just and I, I think i had third base and i was just out there like you know uh, like make this time you know just just praying <laughs> that you'd, you know you'd have a two-hour game which never happens no of course um especially not in those but games. anyway you know the, yeah exactly but you know I, I i mean are there things that i miss absolutely i miss a lot of the guys that i worked with i miss so many uh different cities and people i've, I've known and, and met throughout the years uh in all these cities and you know different uh, restaurants and bars and and and, and ho the hotels we go to and the people we know and, and, and you miss that stuff. And, you know, but like I said, I don't miss rain delays. And I don't miss, uh, you know, uh, writing up umpire reports and I don't miss running for planes and, 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 and all the other uh, stuff that, uh, that you do just day after day after day for 30 plus years. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, when you talked about going to your last, what turned out to be your last spring training and telling Mike that you really weren't kind of feeling it uh, leading into that, it really echoed like, what you hear from players who are about ready to hang it up. Like I yeah. immediately heard like Ryan Sandberg's voice, especially when he, his first retirement, uh, he, during his press conference, he talked about, I lost the edge it takes to show up every day. And right. when you do right. in a game like baseball, where you've got to be there and you've got to give it every single day, you, you're done at that point. And so, right. And, and, you know, it's it, 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 like an athlete, same as an umpire, you, 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 you I would rather, I'd rather retire just a tad bit too soon than a tad bit too late, you know, and, and have, have a, have a, a, a long distinguished, or I say distinguished, a lot of other people. <laughs> You're on this podcast, that. baby. <laughs> a lot of other people probably may, may describe it a little differently, but I mean, um, <laughs> you know, go a, a year longer than maybe you should have or something. And, 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 and it just shows, you know, physically <laughs> you're just not up to it and, and maybe, a, a, you know, mentally or whatever. And, 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 and that kind of thing. And, and but, at, you know, they always, they, they, you always hear that uh, when it, when it, you know, when it's time to step away, you'll know it. And, and I think, frankly, I mean, the, the concussion elevated or, or accelerated that discussion in my head. But I, during that time of recovery, I, uh, I realized that, you know, and, and, and it, it kind of foreshadowed before spring training when I was having trouble trying to, to rev the motor up. Um, I think it was just a way of saying, you know what, Dale, it was a great run, but I think it's time, buddy. You know, I think it's time to, to, to shut her down. And, uh, and it, I didn't go off on the terms I wanted to, I didn't get that. Uh, we always call it the farewell tour. When you mm -hmm. know you're going into a season with a, uh, knowing you're going to retire after that season and, and, and you can say goodbye to all these people that you've known for years in different cities and whatever. I didn't get that. And that, you know, I, I wish that, uh, that would have happened, but, uh, no regrets. Uh, I certainly don't look uh, back. Uh, I look back with fond memories, but I don't look back like I left something on the field. I, I gave it all and I'm, I'm off and I'm enjoying, uh, trust me, I'm enjoying uh, retirement. That's excellent. <laughs> and as you referenced earlier, that whenever the pandemic lifts, I mean, you're open to do a farewell tour and on your terms at any right. point. You don't have to right. do it. Well, there because you're in working a city you have to do it because you want to visit a city exactly i mean that you know when i went to spring training after i retired uh, a couple times in, in in arizona it was the best of both worlds i got to uh you know you know eat some great restaurants that we've always gone to see the guys have a lot of laughs have a few drinks and everything and the next day uh, i could sleep in while they were hung over trying to go work a, a spring training <laughs> game so i you know i <laughs> i got my revenge <laughs> <laughs> and that is a good place to jump off into the podcast here this is the three structure up podcast part of the outsports podcast network the outsports baseball podcast episode number 63 the Raphael Bettencourt episode of three strikes you're out my name is Ken Schultz, contributing writer to Outsports, Baseball Prospectus, and stand-up comedian waiting for a snowplow to show up at some point so I can actually go on stage again. The other voice you are hearing is a retired Major League umpire who worked from 1986 to 2017 in MLB and is working on currently now on an upcoming book with co-author Rob Nyer, 
Dale Scott joining us here. Thank you for being here, Dale. Ah, you hear the crowd. Yes. I'm used to booze. booze are <laughs> I'm much more comfortable when I'm booed. <laughs> Glad to be here again. Thank it, you. It is. And believe me, saying this to any major league umpire, I don't think these words have ever come out of my mouth. It is a joy to have you on here, sir. Uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be talking. Uh, You're not one of those Cub fans that yell at umpires, are you? No, certainly. I would never <laughs> jump on Twitter and blow up anybody for a call. Angel Hernandez. Um, no, never, never. Joe West. Uh, gosh. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, yeah. those out before this started, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah happens. We are going to dive into that three decade long career that, that, uh, that we've kind of been discussing for the past 10 minutes. And I wanted to kind of start at uh, where you had been, obviously as a major league umpire, I was aware of you, knew your face. And actually when I heard Dale Scott, like in any mention of it, your strike call is the first thing I thought of. <laughs> oh, that's the guy that steps back to call the strike. That's right. right. Uh, so you were somebody who I, I could picture right away whenever I heard your name, uh, and not for Joe West reasons. And that's the biggest compliment I could think to give you, <laughs> uh, honestly. Uh, and then in uh, December of 2019, uh, I was checking out sports that day, as was my want, uh, as someone who was in the coming out process myself at that point. And I saw Major League umpire Dale Scott comes out as gay. And it blew my damn mind that uh, somebody <laughs> who is a major part of my favorite sport and one of my favorite things on the planet is someone who is part of the community that I'm just joining right now. Um, and so I kind of wanted to pick up our discussion from there. Um, well, that, it, it's, it's certainly, it's certainly uh, my, uh, my step back, uh, very uh, uh, flashy strike call now made a lot of sense, right? <laughs> oh, oh, now it makes sense. He's gay. Well, of course, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> step back, born this way, comes out over the loudspeakers. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so... I, I wanted to kind of dig into your process for a little bit in terms of in terms of coming out because you did it kind of in a very interesting and gradual step-by-step -step manner and in a very subtle way too, especially for someone who is an umpire in one of the four major sports. And uh, your choice to kind of announce to not the public, but you, you, all of your peers was the place where naturally everybody goes when they think to have a coming out story, Referee Magazine. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, I, ha I had, a, a, after, you know, coming out and it went public, uh, and I, the Referee Magazine was the, uh, I believe, the October uh, 2014 edition. Um, they had done an interview with me about my career and stuff. And, 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 then, I, uh, and then I came out uh, on Outsports uh, December 2nd, uh, 2014, uh, because my coming out in referee magazine, the story was about me and my career and stuff, but it wasn't necessarily a real, per I mean, you know, I talked about when I worked in radio and talked to uh, Peter Jack was the writer. He did an outstanding job and he, I gave him a bunch of names of people, you know, a couple of people I went to high school with uh, my first, uh, uh, the guy that got me umpiring in Eugene, Oregon, uh, uh, when I was 15, uh, you know, I gave him names of uh, my old uh, radio uh, program director. Uh, and, and, and he, he, looked up all of them and got quotes and talked to all of them and, and did a, did a great job, uh, you know, that way. And, and, and so when, it, you know, the story was written and uh, uh, the editor for a, uh, for a referee called me and, and, and said, uh, you know, uh, do you have, we have umpire pictures, but you have some pictures of some of the uh, things that you talked about, you know, in the article and, and uh, you know, so we can put it in the, in the story. I said, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, this whole story, and, and, and they've talked to all these people, uh, you know, like all the way back from high school. And I thought, you know, the one person that's not even mentioned in this, and certainly, you know, is, is Mike, who I'd been with since my, after my first year in the big leagues, uh, we met in October of 86, after my first uh, rookie year in the American League, and have been together ever since. And in fact, a year earlier in 2013, we legally got married. Um, although, you know, we've been together for years. So, uh, I thought, you know, it just doesn't seem really fair. The, the guy that's been with me on this entire journey uh, and has been through the ups and downs and the, you know, you know, being separated for weeks on end and thousands of miles. And, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's always tough when, you know, something happens at home and I'm in Baltimore and there's nothing really I can do about it. And, you know, and you feel like you're, uh, you're letting somebody down or you wish you could be there or whatever. 
I thought, you know, it, it just makes doesn't make sense that he's not in here. And so I wanted to submit uh, one of the pictures I wanted to submit was a picture of him and I uh, on the plane going to Australia uh, the year that uh, actually was uh, earlier that year. It was uh, March of 2014 when we went to Australia, when when MLB opened there with the Dodgers and the, hmm. the Diamondbacks. And so I told Mike, I said, Mike, I want to I want to submit this picture with the, with the uh, caption. Uh, you know, Dale Scott with a longtime companion. I didn't even say husband. I, I, I didn't even take that step yet. Uh, but a longtime companion, uh, Michael Roush, which just that statement right there says it all, basically. But that's how, that's the, you know, I said, I w- I'd like to do that, but I won't do it if you don't want to do it. And he laughed at me, he goes, are you kidding me? I, I don't care if you do it. You're the one that's going to have to deal with this. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, and I, and so, so I, I did that with some other pictures and, uh, and I got a call back from the editor and, and who, who I know. And, and he, you know, he, he, uh, he said, I got your pictures. That's great. I, you know, Dale, I, and I, trust me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy to, to, uh, um, you know, put that one picture in with that caption. I just want to make sure, are you ready for that? You know, are you sure that you want us to do that? You know? And, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I, I do. And, and so, uh, uh, the uh, magazine, the article goes out and the picture and everything. And it was, uh, like, um, crickets. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody <laughs> because referee magazine, uh, is a trade magazine that you can't get on the newsstand. It's all subscription. And, uh, I think there's 39,000 subscribers or something, uh, you know, give or take. And it was crickets except for one guy. There was a major college football official who's gay, who's not out. Uh, but is very well about sports. Uh, and he saw this in referee and he emailed out sports and said, I just, you know, I just got my referee magazine. Uh, Dale Scott just came out as gay, uh, you know, in the magazine. So I was contacted by uh, Jim Brzezinski of, of out sports. And, and uh, uh, he, he said, I don't, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but you just added yourself. And I said, well, I, yeah, I do realize. I mean, I knew exactly what could happen by putting this in there. Frankly, I'm, surprised it was so quiet you know, <laughs> that, that, that really nothing happened um but uh, jim said uh, you know i are you familiar with that story yeah I, I am and he said well, I, I, I would like to do a story and i said i'll tell you what jim and this was literally um he called me just literally days before uh our postseason assignments were coming out for the umpires and, and hmm. of course the postseason was going to be starting and i said I, i'll tell you what jim i you know i will give you an exclusive full interview but let's wait till after the World Series. First of all, I didn't even know if I was going to be working any playoffs that year. Uh, but uh, uh, regardless if I was or wasn't, I, I didn't, not that this would trump the World Series, don't get me wrong, but I just <laughs> didn't need this story to be out at that time. I, uh, I didn't need the, the deflection. If I was working, I didn't need to, you know, I, I certainly didn't want to, uh, the, the guys I'm working with in postseason, if I was working, I didn't want them subject to reporters. You know, I, I just thought, you know what, let's just do this when, when the World Series is over and, and, and you'll have an exclusive. And he goes, fair enough. He goes, now if, if anybody else picks up on this and it starts getting run, I, you know, we're going to have to run. I said, you know, I said, you, you know, I, I certainly can't stop you from put, doing whatever you need to do on your website, but if you want to talk to me, let's wait till after the world series and you got it. That's exactly what happened. The world series is over. Uh, we had a, a nice long interview and uh, it was so funny. He called me. Uh, he said, uh, it was like, like the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. He said, uh, story's done. Uh, this and that. He goes, I'm, we're going to drop it on the website on December 2nd, next Tuesday. I said, Oh, okay, cool. And I kind of thought, whatever, because I was all geared up when the referee article hit the stamp stands. It doesn't even hit stands, but when it, when it went out <laughs> and, um, and nothing happened. So I, I really didn't, you know, Al Sport, who, you know, there's not that many people. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> turns out, yeah, turns out I was, uh, I was in Portland. It was about, uh, I don't know, uh, nine o'clock in the morning. So I, 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 I woke up that Tuesday, the, the, the December 2nd. Picked up my phone, I turned it on, and I had missed, you know, 15 calls. I had 57 text messages. I had a bunch. I'm going, what is going to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, uh, it had it literally had dropped maybe an hour, 45 minutes before that. And it was already, I mean, it was just spinning. Turned on the TV, you know, on the on the on the on the banner ESPN. It was like, you know, there. Was, I mean, I'd, I'd call ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. You know, I mean, it was it was insane, hmm. and it was a whirlwind for that day, and it was a whirlwind for the for uh, half of the next day, and even Mike, who who said, you know, you're the one's gonna have to deal with this. He was getting calls and and stuff from huh. people that he went to high school with and stuff that he hadn't talked to in a long time, and like, dude, what's up? You know, I mean, it was <laughs> it was. It, 
we, I, had a, I had two of the Portland stations here. I, I only granted a few interviews because I, I had so many, I mean, that, that wanted to. And I, I have people in the media that I knew around the country. I talked to a, uh, an outlet in Toronto because I, you know, I'm Canadian fans. They need to know. I, I, <laughs> I have an AP, AP friend in, 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 in New York that drops some stuff. I, I talked to a, a radio guy in L.A. and, and in Chicago. Um, and then I, locally, I, I, I talked to the, one of the columnists here that I've known uh, for a long time and a couple of stations. And then, you know, that was it. But it was it was a whirlwind. I mean, just going belly. And then the next day, it was that morning, it was going on. I, and I, at one point, Mike looked at me like, what is going on? I said, trust me, this is going to it's going to run its course. It's going to be, you know, but it was really funny. Uh, I had a, a flight to Palm Springs um, the next day in the afternoon, which had been scheduled, you know, long before this. But I was so looking forward to it. I was going to get on the plane. And for two hours from Portland to Palm Springs, you know, no texts, no nothing, I relax. And, 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 you know, that'd be great. It's just been kind of a whirlwind. Sit down, open up my USA Today, and there I am on the uh, sports page, a picture of me oh. with a big headline. Oh. <laughs> I just, I just started laughing out loud. Like, you know, you can't escape it. Yeah. But it, 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 uh, it, you know, it died down really quickly because it's, you know, it ran its course. But um, it was a unique way to come out. And I didn't plan it that I mean, I, I didn't think, oh, well, if I do this and then this will happen, it'll be really quiet. It just kind of, it just happened that way. But it was funny. I had a, a, a very uh, prominent uh, PR uh, gentleman uh, that uh, in, in LA that uh, contacted me. And, and, you know, he said, if you need any help, uh, you know, whatever, I, I would love to help, you know, uh, you know, no charge, I, you know, whatever. But, but what he said is, uh, uh, and this was, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, he, said, he goes, I, I got to tell you, if I was uh, uh, advising someone uh, that, that was coming out in your position, I wouldn't have done. I mean, he, you did it perfectly. I mean, yeah, he goes, he goes, who's representing you? And I go, nobody. He goes, he goes, it's like, it's like you were professionally done the way, the way it was staged or whatever. And I said, well, yeah, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> you got an instinct for the business deal, Scott. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. PR so, has always been my, uh, my strong point as I'm you know, <laughs> jacking guys off the field and stuff. <laughs> Just ask Jim Leland anytime, sure. Anytime, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it's interesting that you kind of talk about kind of the process of that because in, in that moment where it's suddenly you realize that your story has been amplified across the entire country all of a sudden, like you spent decades living under the umpire's credo, which is if you get noticed, you've done something wrong. Right. And now all, all of a sudden you're realizing, holy shit, I am the story for yep. who knows yeah. how long this is going to be. And is, was there any kind of emotional reaction to that, uh, that, that um, like running counter to what your training was almost? Well, no, you know, I, not really, because uh, on the other hand, you're, you're right. Um, the old adage, if, if you didn't, you know, see or hear the umpires, everything, you know, they must have done a good job. I don't necessarily buy into that. And I mm -hmm. can go into that discussion later. But um, but also, you know, with my background in radio and, and, and in media, I'm, you know, used to it was it was more of a. Um, it was more of a just trying to uh, um, uh, uh, meet this media on, onslaught challenge and, and, and kind of, you know, you know, uh, regulate it to, to, to uh, something that's more manageable and, and getting through the cycle, knowing that it was going to go on. I, it, 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 you know, it helped that it was December and not during the season. During the, it would have been a whole different. And, and I'm, that's one thing I did plan as far as that goes. Uh, you know, I, 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 I at least was smart enough to think that, you know, this story in December is going to be dealt with and, and you're going to be dealt with a lot differently than this story in April or May or whatever. Um, and, and that, that certainly, uh, you know, played a part of it. And I, I, um, one thing I, I got to tell you, Ken, and, and you know, not that you don't already know this, but the power of the internet um, is insane. I mean, um, like I said, you know, it, that story had been out 30, 45 minutes and it was already blown up. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, I had been to Australia, like I'd mentioned earlier that year. Uh, I had, uh, it was news down there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had a couple of, uh, of the umpires I met down there and, and, and they uh, texted me or, or, or emailed me and, you know, say, Scotty, man, you're blowing up down under, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like didn't say, you know, it was a, it was an unbelievably um, uh, surreal experience. A week after, on December 9th, I'm in Palm Springs at our place, half asleep with with uh, uh, the Tonight Show on Jimmy Fallon doing his monologue. I'm half, you know, asleep, half hearing. And the next thing I, I hear is uh, 
some pretty big sports news. Umpire uh, Dale Scott has come out as gay, and I, I huh. jump up a bit. I'm oh, looking. Wow. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I you know it's a DVR I recorded. I still have. I got it on my phone. I played it for people. It's it's hilarious. Uh, and, and then I had friends tell me, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, uh, Conan O'Brien, um, uh, uh, you know, a couple other, uh, the Colbert Report was on mm -hmm. back then. He, he had mentioned it, something like that. I didn't, unfortunately, I couldn't find the clips or whatever. I would have loved to. But uh, it was so surreal. I mean, just so surreal, the, uh, you know, all, the, all this happening. And for years, for years, I have, I did, I, I out, you know, went out of my way at, at, early in my career and, and certainly in the minor leagues. To make sure nobody found out I was gay, to 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 put up that shield, to to live that double life, uh, uh, you know, uh, I literally, I literally, uh, uh, Mike's uh, uh, older sister, who's uh, more my age, um, was a flight attendant in Phoenix. I literally, before she was before she was married, I mean, I literally used her as a beard and brought her to uh, an umpire bar and, and, and uh, you know, just to throw off the scent. So they, you know, I mean, I, I mean, and she loved it because all these guys were just, you know, oh, where do you find her? And, you know, and, 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 and they were, they were perplexed. Cause it's like, well, you know, we thought Scotty might be with, but now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, mean, I threw, I threw off the scent that, 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 uh, that bought me about two and a half years, I think. Wow. Uh, on that one. wow. <laughs> but, but you do that for years. I mean, that you're ingrained in doing that. And then, and now suddenly you're just uh, not doing it anymore, and it's it, it, the whole world knows. And and it's uh, it was a, that was very strange, you know. Yeah, and I think your story about using her as a beard illustrates exactly why it blew up to the extent that it did. Because you are, I mean, this is something that is in terms of on-field personnel unprecedented in baseball history. In terms of somebody coming out while they're still active, like you're doing something that not even Glenn Burke or Billy Bean, God bless both of them. Right. Had, Right. Dave, Dave Pallone was off the field. Dave Pallone, before, yeah, right? and I was going to yeah. bring him up later on, too. And Dave Pallone, I remember, uh, and I could be, that this is just something in the back of my memory, but I remember him saying something along the lines of when he was, you know, hitting the towns and cruising in certain uh, uh, road, on, on road trips on the job, that he got word that major league offices were upset with him and telling him to kind of keep that under wraps. So, yeah, they're they're... It's it's not just you. It's it's the culture of the game that that kind of encourages that. And and well, yeah, you yeah. going you coming out. I mean, that blows that entire culture up. And it's well, it's, you got to remember too when when I first you know I started the minor leagues in 1981. I mean, uh, I, all through the minor leagues, my first uh, few years in the big leagues, the uh, HIV/AIDS epidemic was exploding. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you were uh, ostracized, uh, or you know, people that 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 had the virus uh, were you know. You, you, Everybody knows the story of Ryan White and, uh, you know, uh, how kids, uh, you know, treated him. People were scared. They didn't know what this was. They didn't, you know, they, they uh, and then you add to the fact that it, it involves homosexuality, which is, you know, that has its own uh, 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 ripe uh, uh, attitudes from all different sides and different people. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was scared that uh, that if someone found out I was gay uh, in, you know, in the 80s, in, in, in the minor leagues, in, in, you know, the first several years in the big leagues, they'll be, you know, umpires, they, they want to they won't want to shower with me. They won't want to be in the same locker room. They, 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 they're afraid that a bar of soap will, you know, they'll catch something or you know what I mean? I mean, because nobody people were scared. They didn't know, you know, and, and so there was a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then like you said, then just the fact that it's baseball and it's, you know, male athletics and it's, you know, macho and it's uh, uh, that whole thing. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of reasons why um, I wanted to make sure uh, that nobody uh, would find out. And it wasn't like I was in the closet, but I mean, at home, I don't work at home. I, you know, in, 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 you know, at first in Eugene now and then Portland. So, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I was living with Mike. I, you know, we had a, a ton of, uh, uh, you know, gay and straight friends, but I mean, it wasn't like I was a closeted human um, so much as I it was, I was, I was closeted or, 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 or giving that uh, veneer or that, that shield, uh, putting up that shield when I was in my work environment. And, and, you know, it's a unique job where, where if, you know, unless you live in a city, a big city, you don't work where you live. You know? And so you can, you can have some uh, anonymity, uh, you know, uh, that way. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, it helped, uh, in the off season, I, you know, I had a, this one cousin of mine, she cut hair, she'd cut my hair and she's always was trying, you know, there's, I've got this girlfriend that I think you'd really like, you know, and she's, huh. you know, 
and I, and 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 you know, and oh well, you know, I, and I, you know, I'm seeing somebody or whatever, or or you know, why don't you ever have a, you know, you know, steady girlfriend? When I said, well, you know, I said, you know, I mean, it's really tough to start a relationship, uh, uh, saying, and then you know, and by the way, in about six weeks, I'll be gone for the next six months, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was my, that was a great way to to to. Uh, uh, you know, that was a great cover um, because, I mean, in a way it was kind of true, but it was a great cover as far as uh, it gave me a lot of uh, rope to be able to uh, not be with someone because it kind of made sense because I was gone all the time. So, you know, so that helped. But, um, you know, I, 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 I never, I, mean, I remember talking to Billy Bean about this, you know, points in, in my career where if someone said, hey, you know, in 20 years, you're going to be out on a MLB float, um, you know, going down <laughs> Fifth Avenue or something. Yeah. I would have said, "Man, I don't know what you're smoking, but it's it's good stuff." Because there's no <laughs> way in hell that is ever going to happen, you know. Uh, but uh, things change. Yeah, and, and thanks to the efforts of, I mean, your story and the efforts of people like Billy. So Bean many people, yeah, in MLB's front office, yeah. Well, and and that's that's partly why I wanted to do that, quote unquote, coming out with with with, with in that referee magazine. You know, we had just been married about a year before that. So many people had, um, uh, you know, done so much to make that happen, let alone all the other strides that have been made through the years, uh, uh, you know, for the gay community. And I thought it's really selfish and kind of, uh, you know, not right for me to continue to to, to not come out and, uh, you know, hell, I'm married to a guy now. I'm Mm -hmm. crying out loud. And you got to remember, the league knew. I mean, the people I worked for knew. I mean, he he was on my insurance. I, we were uh, registered domestic partners before that, you know, so that he he got uh, um, you know insurance uh, privileges, uh, you know, through through me and, and the employer MLB. Um, the the staff, the umpires I worked with, the guys, they all knew. Um, so not not at first, but I mean, you know, since since the early two thousands or so, it was you know it was pretty well known within those circles. Uh, so, so the coming out part was something that was new for the media. That was new for the fans. That was new for the, you know, the teams, the players, uh, which is, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot, but, but it wasn't like a big shock to, to major league baseball and the people that sign my check and the people I work for and evaluate me and all that stuff and the people I work with. Uh, and, and the other thing, you know, let's be honest, that, that was in my favor. I was a, at that time, I don't know, a 28 year veteran or something. You know, I, I was a crew chief. I'd been around, uh, you know, you love me or hate me as an umpire, you knew who I was and, 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 and you know, you knew what you're getting. Uh, it wasn't like I was a first, second, third year guy that all of a sudden made this big splash and, and I'm still trying to get, find my way in a league, you know, to establish myself. And that would have been a, a heavy burden to, you know, throw on yourself uh, at that time. So, you know, things going in my favor, um, but I just fought, I found it hypocritical for myself to continue uh, not to acknowledge who I was, uh, especially after all the, uh, you know, especially after us getting married, I thought, you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, uh, so after you, you then acknowledge it publicly, was it then kind of consequently a very, a freeing feeling for umpiring the next couple of years where it felt like you were being authentically you at all times? Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it was in December. So my first game was until March, a uh, spring training game. And, and, I, but I do remember, um, my first spring training game was in, uh, in uh, I think it was in Goodyear, Arizona. It was it was the Indians and the Reds were playing, and um, I remember. Uh, and it's it, it was it was really weird because I hadn't really thought of it this way through this whole coming out and, and acknowledging who I was and, and the whole thing. Uh, in, in the uh, ballpark there, we our our locker room is in you know dead center field, so we we come through the center field fence and we have you know we walk all the way down to home plate you know to to do lineups and, and start so. Uh, you know, you, you walk on the field and you, you have this long walk and, you know, the place wasn't packed or anything. It was the first spring training, but yeah, you know, some people, but I, I remember as I was walking toward the plate, I thought this feeling that I'd never had. I, this is the first time I was exposed. It was the first time that I was walking on the field um, that somebody could say, I, I wonder who that umpire is number five. Oh, he's gay. You know, they get, you can Google <laughs> me and it's, and it's right there. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and it, and it, 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 guy it has everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I call makes sense. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but he, he, it was, it was a free, it was a liberating. I, 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 I didn't anticipate this quite frankly, um, but it was a liberating feeling. I, I felt, you know what, for the first time counting the minor leagues in 30, plus years i'm walking onto a field 
uh, without this invisible shield in front of me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and being who I am, who I am, being me, and um, and and anybody that you know, like I said, that that you know, the thing about coming out in December is by March, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> the short extension span or whatever. I mean, uh, I don't think a lot. I mean, a lot of you know, play. I, I only had the entire season. I only had. Um, uh, it was like three players, uh, uh, one coach, and one trainer say anything to me. Wow. And two of them was that game, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but and all positive. But I mean, either they had forgot um, or or they, you know, remember, but, you know, that wasn't the priority now or they didn't want to talk about it or whatever. I told you know, when I did interviews when I first came out in December, I, I, I said, I you know they asked me, what do you think the reaction is going to be when, when games start and everything? And I, and I said, well, I, you know, be honest with you, I think I think players and coaches and managers and fans and media, they all uh, uh, are much more concerned about me getting pitches and plays right than than what I do when the game's over. You know, and, and I think that's what it's going to you know, I don't know because we'll find out. But I think that's what it's going to uh, how it's going to be. And, and basically, that's exactly the way it, the way it was. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you kind of describe that that uh, that liberated feeling that that first game after coming out. Because, I mean, so much of that hit me in terms of, like, that was how I felt the first time I talked about coming out on stage, where it was mm-hmm. that moment of, oh, I just got super real with a crowd for the first time. Right. And it went okay. And right, right, yeah, right, right. I'm so glad it right. went okay, because I want to keep talking about this. Good. Yeah, well, well, you know, it's it's one of those things, it's like, um, it's like you, you, once you, once you say it, it's, it's not one of the, well, I was just joking. I, I really, right. I'm not, I mean, it, you know, once it's out there, it's out there. You, yeah. you can't really grab that thing back. You know, <laughs> um, it, it, you're not a little bit pregnant. You're the pregnant. You're not, you know, <laughs> you're, you're the gay. You're not, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean Hey, I, I think I'm gay. Oh really? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. You're, you're right. I'm not really, I was just kidding. You know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it, it, you really can't uh, bring that thing back in. So, um, but, but it was, it was, it was a liberating feeling, a feeling of freedom and, and, and I didn't anticipate it. I, I really didn't. I, I I didn't think. Oh gosh, you know, uh, when I came out in December, you know, when my first game, I can't wait to walk out there. I'm going to feel liberated. I never really crossed my mind. But the moment I started walking onto the field, and there's people there, and there's players warming up, and I thought, wow, wow, <laughs> you know, I'm I am for the first time really 100% myself walking onto this field right now, and it was it was quite a feeling. Yeah, and that's that's super profound because so much of the coming out process, we really want to control just as much as we can, because it's such a scary damn thing, especially when you're just doing it on a certain level for the first time, whether it's talking to your folks or in your case, whether it's talking to, you know, America. <laughs> but you you want to have control because you're, you, you know that there are reactions out there that are bad and you don't want to see those. But this is something that is so, such a spo- spontaneous bit of goodness. And it really can only be good if it's that spontaneous. And I think that yeah, that's, yeah what makes it so emotionally resonant and, and such a moment in your career. Yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, after that, um, you know, the other thing too, a little story for you, when I, in, in, um, the first full year I was a crew chief was, was 2002 hmm. and we opened in San Francisco and had a day game and it was a Jimmy Joyce, um, uh, uh Ron Culpa and, and, and uh, Jeff, and Jeff Nelson was my crew. And I had, uh, I'd worked with, uh, uh, Ron, I'd known Jimmy forever, uh, and I'd known Jeff a long time, um, and I'd uh, worked at the All-Star Game uh, um, uh, in 2001 in Seattle with, with Culpa, and I had a lot of spring training games with Culpa, so I, I knew Ron, he was a younger umpire at that time, but, um, but uh, we, so we have a day game, and we go, uh, we go to uh, Morton's after the game there in, in, in San Francisco, the crew dinner, you know, I've got one down, you know, a couple thousand to go, uh, and, you know, we'd, <laughs> Uh, we're sitting there and, and, and Ron, who, you know, I love Ron and uh, Ron, you know, a lot of times Ron doesn't have a filter. He just put, throws it out there. And he, and, and he, and he said, he goes, you know, we're sitting down, we had some wine. Uh, we just ordered. And he goes, now chief, he goes, uh, the elephant in the room, let's just get out there. We're working all year and I want to bust balls, uh, you know, and, and I want you to bust balls and I don't want to be walking on eggshells. So, I mean, we know you're gay, just deal with it. 
you know, and 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 uh-huh. I didn't really expect that to happen. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Joyce, he kind of looked at huh. him. Of course, of course, Jimmy knew it was we had never talked about it, but he knew. I mean, you know, this was at that point where people knew, but it wasn't really discussed. Um, and, and Jimmy, Ron said that Jimmy, Jimmy grabs like the bottle of wine, like like he's chugging the <laughs> wine, you know. And, and and Jeff was like drinking a, a martini or something. He did a spit take, you know. <laughs> and, it's like, and, and I, you know, I, you know, and I was a little kind of embarrassed, a little defensive in all in one because I'm so used to that. But, it was, you know, he was right. And, and I'm glad he did that. And and so that just broke the ice to where, you know, we can have we just have some fun. You guys let's just have some fun, you know, as a, as a crew. And so 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 coming out, you know, and, and actually now being out publicly and all that stuff, um, you know, it, it, it just, uh, you know, I could joke about it to, hmm. to people, even even even, you know, not just uh, like other umpires, but like uh, people we've known forever at uh, restaurants or bars in certain cities, you know, we'll be having a drink after a game or something. And, and uh, you know, somebody will say something. And I'll say something. Well, if you're into that kind of thing, you know, or whatever, you know, I mean, and, 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 and you know, and before I would have never said that, you know, but, it, but and you know, we'd all laugh and <clears throat> and. Uh, and whatever, but it was, it was, that part was liberating also, because, you know, I've been told I'm a witty guy, and I can be kind of funny, and, and, but there were so many times that I, that I held my tongue, because I had a really funny line, or something that I could throw out there, but I didn't want to out myself, or, 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 you know, uh, you know, start that kind of discussion, or whatever, Um, so it really opened things up, It, it, it just, it was a, you know, and that was well before I went out, came out publicly. But again, like I said, the staff and, and people knew. And, and, and so that was uh, uh, that day in San Francisco was really kind of an opener. Yeah. And so you spend so much time out of the year with your crew right. uh, for that right. six months that it's it is got to be such a relaxing feeling to know that, OK, they are cool with me being me. And and it's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it steps. And then that it's, is it is. It it is steps. I mean, I remember Ron though. Ron, Ron you know, we got an airport, so I'm waiting for a flight, and I go, "Hey, chief, uh, what about that guy?" I said, "Ron, you have the worst gaydar. I swear to God." <laughs> you, 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 he goes, he goes, I th- "I've got pretty good gaydar, don't I?" I go, "No, no, uh, trust <laughs> me." You know, <laughs> I said, "I said, you, I don't even know if you have dar. It's certainly not gay. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just awful, you know." And, uh, but but again, that's that's busting balls. That's that's camaraderie. That's that's what you do when you're on the road with you know. That's what teams do. I mean. Maybe not, not, maybe not that 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 subject, but I mean, yep. you know, that type of stuff where where you're not, you don't, you know, he was right. You don't want to be walking on eggshells. I don't want to say the wrong thing, or you know, let's put it all out there and let's laugh and and, and go forward. You know. Yeah. I, honestly, I want my my straight umpires to have corner dar, not gaydar. So. <laughs> yeah, it's something. So I mean, we used to laugh about that. Oh my god. Hey, what about Ron? Seriously, you know, go read something. You go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and one more thing, kind of before we moved on to uh, to more on the field topics that I wanted to mention too is that at the start of the conversation, I said uh, that you're coming out kind of sequenced with a lot of my coming out story too. And I had been in the closet for you know, twenty years, like um, a lot of self denial. Came out at thirty five years old to friends. And was about to, as I say, to my parents later that December when your story was published. And so when I saw that you would come out publicly like that, um, we established I'm generally not a fan of the men in blue, uh, especially (laughs) during Cubs games. But there was always from that day forward for the rest of your career, when I saw I was watching a game where you were involved, there was a part of my brain going, man, I hope he has a good game. Man, I hope he does everything right. So I, I was rooting for you. Like, like they, like Len Casper read off Dale Scott home plate and I'd be like yeah hey, LGBTQ brother right there. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, um, I had every since that publicly coming out. I mean, I remember I was working not 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 that spring, but this was like a, a year later or two years later. Uh, I was at third base uh, between innings, and there was these uh, two guys, this couple that was on the very front front row, and I just happened to you know between innings, I looked around, I had to catch your eyes, and and they kind of waved or something. So I, you know, spring training is pretty, pretty lax. I walked around. Hey, how you guys doing today? He got, they, he got motion memory. He goes, um, he goes, listen, Dale, I, you know, I'm John and Ray or whatever, whatever. And he goes, we just want to let you know how proud of, uh, you know, how proud we are of you for what, for, for your, the courage of you coming out. And it, it really, it really gave us a lot of confidence, uh, you know, going forward, they're big baseball fans and stuff. It's amazing. Ken, how many people you touch that you have no idea you have zero idea how many people you touch. I, I, I got uh, 150 plus emails after I came out publicly in out sports and 
all of them were positive from all over the world. Very few, very few I knew. I mean, it was people I did not know. Uh, and it was, it was from, you know, doctors and lawyers and, and football referees and basketball referees and coaches and, 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 and said, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm a step closer because of your story. Or, you know, I, I, I wish I had uh, the courage to do what you did. And someday maybe I will by you coming out, it's pushed me in the right direction or you know, those types of things. And it was very touching. Um, I had a, a parent in Toronto said, uh, I'm so proud of you and happy for you. I, 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 I think it's another step in the world that I envision that my two daughters will grow up and this will not be a story at all. Uh, you know, and, 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 and it was amazing. Some of these emails I got, the one that I, I like to share, and then we can move on to uh, actual field <laughs> stuff on the field. Um, I got an email from a senior in high school in the LA area who was an umpire and he, he wanted to be a, his goal was to be a major league umpire. He was also gay. He was not out. And he said, because of you, now I know he goes, I never thought I would ever have a shot at the major leagues because I'm gay. He goes, because of you, now I know if I don't make it to the big leagues, it may be because I don't have the talent, but it's not because of who I am. I mean, how do you, I mean, that's, that's gold. As they say in Seinfeld, that's gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it, and, it, and it really was. It, I mean, those are from the people I heard from. You have no idea uh, who else uh, heard my story or, or, or whatever. And, and, and it touched them in, 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 in some way, you know, and, and it, like you were just saying, I mean, all of a sudden, uh, if I was working the game, you, you, you kind of liked one of the umpires. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would occasionally, occasionally step back from my call the fucking strike. If I, if I did, if I did a, if I had a call that went against the Cubs, you would say, uh, that's, that's all four days, so yeah, well, it, was a, it was a tough call. Yeah, yeah, it could have got bang bang either way. Yeah, you know, he won't also miss the next one. Up, so you know, uh, but yeah, but that's that. That's the thing is, is taking that brave step. I mean, as a major league umpire, you affect every single game you're in, and that's that's in and of itself. That's a, that's a huge responsibility. But once you take that brave step, like you now have an impact, like beyond just that particular game, it's your impact is in the sports and also just the community in general. And that's, I can't think of a better legacy to go out on as a it's, professional. It, it really is amazing. I, 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 another quick story, but I, 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 a few months ago, I, I called American Express because there was a charge that went blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to this guy on there and uh, you know, I'm giving him my information and this goes, uh, and, and, you know, he resolved whatever the issue was. He goes, excuse me, if you don't mind me saying it, are you Dale Scott, the umpire? And I, and I pause and I go, maybe, <laughs> which is my standard answer, because uh, why do you want to know? Do you want to kill me or do you want to you know, praise me? I, you know, but but uh, he goes, he goes, I'm sorry to get personally. He goes, I, I recognize the name. I'm a big baseball fan. And, and, and he goes, I just wanted to let you know that I, I really uh, respected the work you did on the field and I really respect what you've done off the field. And you've, you've, you, uh, you helped me in my journey as a gay man. And I was like, you know, how, I mean, I, I don't know what to say with that. I mean, how do, how do I, you just don't know who is affected. You don't know who, who you may have touched. You may, it's like an iceberg. You may have seen a, a tip of it, but there's a, a whole lot more that, that, that you never will never hear from or, or, or whatever, but, but they're out there. And it's, it, it, that's, that's, you know, the story I said about the, the kid in LA, I mean, just that one story made everything worth it. Not that it was a bad situation, but it, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I wish I'd done it earlier now, you know, at, at, at you know, at times. You so. did it when you did it and yeah. when you did it was right for so many people. And that's right, right. the best thing that, that can be said. Thank you.